Hey, 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 it's me, B. Wendy Ba with Empower to Empower You podcast. Hey, y'all. So let me do my greeting. Empower to Empower You podcast. I'm pretty sure y'all can tell me what it's about. <laughs> but it's about all things Jesus Christ, mental health, and anything to help you change your mindset and just help you have the right perspective so you can be the best version of yourself. I want that for you. If you are tuning in for the first time, I sincerely and lovingly welcome you. Y'all, last week's episode was entitled Being Solid, The Comparison Trap. That was part four of the Identity Series. And I hope that was an inspiration to you as it was an inspiration to me. Everything I do encourages me. As I encourage myself, I encu- it, it encourages you as well. As I encourage you, I encourage myself. So it's a win-win either way. I could have kept talking about that, y'all. Like, I really could have because I know that so many people struggle with this and it is so draining to compare yourself with someone. Did you just hear what I said? It is so draining to compare yourself with someone else. Let me just help you for a second. She is not you. (laughs) Like, you are not her or he is not you. If if if, If a man is listening you are not him he is not you they are not you when the lord created you he put a unique purpose inside of you and you have a specific assignment my my anywho i really hope that this podcast really was helpful to you if you have not heard episode 23 or part one to four of the series please feel free you already know what i'm about to say pause this episode Go back and listen and just come back. Okay? That's all. Just come back. So, if you are returning and you have stuck with me from the since the beginning, I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am so humbled and honored, y'all. I really, really am. I am just loving this process. I'm loving this platform, and I know that it is blessing. Um, it is blessing so many people's lives. And what a what an amazing way to minister to people um, from the comfort of my home on a microphone. So I always look forward to coming on. I really did not know if I was going to be able to record today because it has been a long day. Um, I record on Sundays and I just literally came back from Alabama to help my mother pack up her stuff and I am my body is aching okay but I'm gonna jump in that Epsom Epsom salt and I'll be fine I'll be fine but because I'm so committed to this I was like Lord the Lord always gives me the strength to do what I am called to do so I always love to say my whys and my objectives because I expect new listeners every podcast those of you who have been sharing this podcast to other people, thank you so much. Uh, my heart desire is that by the end of these podcasts, someone gives his or her life to Christ. Someone feels inspired to get closer to God or, or maybe goes to therapy. Because I, ta- I talk about a combination of different things and there may be topics that I talk about like today's that may trigger some things for you where you maybe maybe you've been putting therapy off and hopefully this may kind of tug at your heart a little bit that "Mm, daughter son it is time right but one of the things that I hope to happen is that someone reads reads his or her bible more people feel uplifted and do further reflection as well as just any further development 
or just make decisions that need to be made. So those are my whys for this podcast. And I love to say it in every podcast because it is so important for what I do to be connected to my why, what I do to be connected to purpose, because I am purpose-driven and living life authentically, genuinely, and purposefully. That's what I do. So, y'all, I really thought I was done with this episode until one day this popped up for me. So, drum roll, here is episode number 24, part 5 <laughs> of the Identity Series. I am super excited. It's about to be heavy though, so you might as well get you your favorite beverage and just listen up because it's about to be hot on fire, okay? So, just a quick recap. You'll like how I how I kind of, you know, fit in a little bit of um, Southern slang in the midst of my Caribbean accent. I know it's hilarious. I probably sound really, really funny, but it's all good in my hood. So just a quick recap. Part one was identity and mental health. Part two, who are you? Part three, what anchors you? Part four, the comparison trap. And now part five, this may be the last. I don't know. Part five is replacing your narrative with God's narrative. I can just drop the mic right there. Did you hear that noise? That was me pretending to drop the mic. I could just end the episode right there. My goodness. Okay, so it's really easy for us to come up with all the things. And I mean all the things, the negative things that we say about ourselves, right? The negative things that we think about ourselves. Y'all, our narratives are developed based on our experiences and our stories, as well as what has been spoken over or into our lives. It is so unfortunate that sometimes, or let me say most times, this starts at a young age. So I recently saw this video that moved me to tears. In fact, my best friend saw said she was no good after watching this video. I'm sure you have seen it too. This four-year-old beautiful child is getting her locks done by a loctician, and she looks at the mirror and says, I am ugly. Mm. Just saying this, I mean, in fact, when I wrote it down, I started tearing up because I could not believe this four-year-old said that about herself. But she looks at the mirror and she says, I am ugly. My gosh. So this beautician beautifully stops locking her hair and immediately prioritize speaking life into her and ask her, who told you that? No, you are pretty. You are beautiful. Do not ever say that about yourself. And the baby girl started sobbing for what felt like two minutes. And I'm telling you, y'all, her tears, her tears really, really got to me. Like, really, I had to compose myself. If you haven't seen this video, it's a moving video. But the reality is this baby girl represents a lot of the baby girls or the baby boys inside of the grown women and men that we are. Again, this child was four years old. Most of us were never affirmed as a four-year-old or five, six, seven, or even 11. And most of us were never complimented, praised, or validated. And for most of us, we remember the negative words first the, the, the negative words like you're just like your daddy you're not gonna make it you will never be a doctor girl your nappy head self ain't gonna amount to nothing you're doing too much you're dumb you're fat you're too black 
your head too big. Who won't marry you? You always have failed relationships. What's wrong with you? And at times, because no one has considered you or spoken to you, this indeed may have made you feel like you were invisible or you did not matter. I had to take a deep breath because those are very, very painful to say out loud. But that's the reality of some of my clients who sit in front of me that these are some of their core beliefs that I have to pull out and work through because these were things that they either told themselves, their narratives as a result of their experiences, or these were things that were either spoken to them or spoken over them, even as a young adult. Can I tell you something? Words hurt, period. They do. This whole saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words don't, that is a lie. They hurt. And it takes therapy with a great therapist. It takes prayer. It takes a lot of things to help to unlodge or, or, or dislodge or, or, or pull out those core beliefs and restructure them. So... <clears throat> There is an event that all events that happened in our past, and then we develop the narrative, the story. So for instance, because this is an example, because my parents divorced, I told myself I caused a divorce. And because my uncle touched me inappropriately, I tell myself, men cannot be trusted or all men want my body. I tell myself I'm not worthy because someone bullied me. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I don't know why I'm losing my voice. And I tell myself I'm not safe in the world and I'm not beautiful. I don't matter or I'm not good enough because maybe they expected me to always get the good grace, etc. Are you catching what I'm saying? So if you identify with any of this, there is nothing wrong with you. There is something, however, that happened to you and you are not alone. You are not alone. This is exactly what the enemy wants you to think. And when I say the enemy, I mean Satan. So Satan wants you to stay in a place of depression. He wants you to stay in a place of hurt and shame and defeat. And let me just say this, whether you believe that there is an actual, a real devil or not, whether you believe me or not, if you choose to turn off this podcast, I understand, but, the reality, but that doesn't change the truth. There is still an enemy. And it's not your brother or your sister. It's not even me. There is a real enemy. And this enemy wants you to stay in defeat because he knows as long as you stay in a place of woe is me as long as you stay in a place that nobody loves you or 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 that you start saying things about yourself like i'm not worthy i'm not beautiful i have no purpose satan knows that the longer you stay in that place you will never rise up and see your identity and reflection in god that's exactly what he wants So I mentioned before that I absolutely love listening to Pastor Jerry Flowers and Tanisha Flowers on Redefine TV on YouTube. He even has a podcast. I just love listening to them. Um, It just blesses me every time. So he was talking about trauma one day and he says, your intellect is the library of your mind. Your imagination is the canvas of your mind. Your memory is the flash drive of your mind and your will is the steering wheel of your life. So this means that if I experienced these traumatic events as a child, every time a family friend came, he molested me. If I kept losing people through death, if I kept being bullied, if my family kept isolating me and criticizing me, Satan wants to infiltrate defeat, hate, shame, anger, forgiveness in my memory 
so that I will continue to feel lost. I will continue to feel anxious. I will continue to have no direction and I have no, absolutely no idea of who I am. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is why I am so passionate about this topic of identity, because I want you to know that you are made in God's image. And my dear listeners, that is gorgeous. God did not intend for you to live a life of pain, hurt, and be lost and defeated. Now, I know you're listening to me and you're like, well, be Wendy, that was my story. That is my story. If God loves me, if he wants the best for me, why was I raped? Where was he when my mother sold me into sexual promiscuity? Where was he when my mother sold me for sex? Where was he when my father died? Where was God when my uncle kept molesting me? I know those are very tough questions. I don't know if I have a true answer for that. But God is not a God. He was. He has nothing to do with these events that happened. And I'm so sorry that those things happened. But he is able to heal you. That I do know. And even if they were horrible events, I know based on my own experience, and I do have my own experiences of depression, self-esteem, rape. I have my own experiences. But I know that God, I know that the enemy may have meant those things for evil, but God turned it around for my good. Somehow a beautiful message came out of my mess. Somehow a beautiful testimony in me being able to be used by God to be able to help many people be free from bondage. I don't know if I would have been able to be the therapist that I am today had I not gone through the things that I did. And I'm not telling you that that there's a you know purpose for your pain, but I, I will say there was a purpose in my pain. And so I just want you to know that God desires for you to prosper. He desires for me to prosper in health as our soul prospers. So what do I do with that? What do I do with that, B. Wendy? I'm so glad you asked. You find out. I know this is heavy. But you find out what God's narrative is of you. And once you find it, once you find it, give him your narrative. Replace him in exchange for his narrative. Let me say that again. Once you find his narrative and what he says about you, how he thinks of you, give him your narrative in exchange for his narrative. Because I promise you, his narrative carries way more weight his narrative carries way more weight and it matters more than anything else so let me give you a quick story there was this cute guy and I don't know if he was cute but I imagine he was cute because I like his name okay don't judge me so (laughs) this cute guy named Gideon was in the pit like he was like really really scared because the Israelites were being attacked by the Midianites and so he was like in this cut, like trying to thresh wheat for his family, whatever threshing wheat means, so he was doing that. Okay, so Gideon viewed himself as less than, he viewed himself as not worthy enough, he viewed himself as not strong enough, he viewed himself as not capable enough. And if you don't believe me, read the story Judges chapter 6, verse 11. 
And so I'm paraphrasing that this angel of the Lord approached him and calls him, mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. Gideon does this thing that most of us would do. Who? Me? Or some of us would look behind us as if there's somebody there. There's nobody there. He was the only one there. But because Gideon did not see himself the way that the Lord saw him, he struggled to receive the invitation and he struggled to accept it, accept how the angel of the Lord approached him and called him. Gideon saw himself differently than God, how God saw him. Gideon also says, not only does he say, who, me? He says, he also says, and that's a whole nother word, that's a whole nother podcast. He also says, if the Lord is with me, then why has all this happened? Mm, I hope you're catching this. So let me ask you this. If an angel comes to you and says, mighty man or woman of God, the Lord is with you. Mighty champion, mighty woman of valor, virtuous woman, powerful woman, powerful man. Would you receive the invitation? Would you freak out and ask the question, who, me? Would you turn around and act like he's not talking to you? Or would you accept and say, yes, Lord, here I am? What would you do? As you read the story of Gideon, you'll see that he focused only on the natural. He, he said things like, God, how could... How could you send me? How could I? How could you be with me when I'm the weak in my family? My clan is the weakest of all the clans. My family, like I am the least in my family. He only focused on what was in front of him. But let me just say to you, God does not see us like that. God does not see us the way that we see ourselves. And often we minimize our successes and we say things like, I'm just a singer. I'm just a teacher. I'm just an artist. As if it's nothing. We say things like, I'm not doing anything extra extraordinary. Can I ask you a question? What if you ask yourself, how does God, the King of Kings, see me? I want you to write that question down. How does God, the King of Kings, see me? I want you to ask yourself the question and look in the mirror. How does God, the King of Kings, see me? Now, that's your homework, but I'm going to give you a few ways that God sees you. God sees you as his masterpiece, Ephesians 2.10. God sees you as beautifully and wonderfully made, Psalms 139.14. The Lord loves you. He chose you and adopted you. So if I were to say this differently, you are loved, you are chosen, you are adopted, Ephesians 1.4. God purchased your freedom with the blood of Jesus, Ephesians 1, 7. You are loved by the Lord so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for you. Yes, you. John three sixteen. The Lord has amazing plans for you and an awesome future. Jeremiah 29, 11. If you believe and accept the Lord as your Lord, you are qualified for all of his blessings. John 1, 12. I can go on and go on, but that's your homework. My encouragement to you is that if you are a believer in Jesus, find out what he thinks about you. Find out what he says in his word. And yes, his word, because the word of God is the will of God. 
There are 66 books of love letters. And I know, I know, some of those love letters are hard to understand. But if you are a believer, you ask the Holy Spirit, please help me to understand, help me to get revelation in your word. That is the only way that we know what's in his will. That is the only way that we know how he thinks about us. That is the only way that we know how to pray. It's praying the word of God. Now, if you are not a believer, please know that I love you. Please know that God loves you so much. And I don't know, I honestly don't know where how else you can understand who you truly are without a relationship with Jesus. Because no one, my experience, no one can no one else can give you identity. No one else can give you purpose. No one else can give you true validation except the Lord. I just don't know how what else to say, but that is the truth. And there is no forcing, there is no shame, there is no judgment. But if you are listening to this podcast and you hang on, you hung on this long, that means that there is something that I'm saying that's really, really grabbing at your heart. And so I'm just asking you. I hate to leave you like this and hang, right? I hate to leave you hang like this, but I just hope that this is blessing you as it is blessing me. The whole point of this podcast, the question is, will you replace your narrative for his? Will you allow God's narrative of you, what he thinks of you, his perspective of you, change your perspective of yourself? Or will you be like Gideon and say, who, me? I want you to think about that. I really want you to think about that. I pray that you continue to hunger after God's word. Again, because God's word is his will. And let me tell you, there is no alternative I don't know everything and I there's so much to learn there's so much to to study and understand about the Lord but I'm so thankful I know what he thinks of me because that makes a difference in how I show up so I decree the peace of God over you and if you are listening and you don't know Jesus I encourage you to invite him in your heart And I encourage you, and all you have to say is, Lord Jesus, I don't know you, but I want to know you. And I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. God, your word says, if I confess my sins, if I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and personal Savior, and believe in my heart that he is my Lord, then I am saved. And Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. Change me and make me into a new creature in Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. If you want to read a scripture about salvation, read Romans 10, 9, and 10. After you've given your life to Christ, hey, feel free to let me know. Email me. Be Wendy Bob at empoweredtoempoweryou.com. Of course, it's important to find a godly community that so that you can continue to be fed. And if you did make that decision today, that is the best decision 
the greatest, the most important decision that you will have ever made in your life. Do you know why? Because this decision is tied to where you spend eternity. Yes, eternity, because there is a heaven or a hell. If you don't believe me, it's okay. But it doesn't change the truth. There is. So, I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I hope that you take time to learn what God thinks about you. Because I'm telling you, he thinks the world of you. And no one can ever change that. And the moment you understand your identity, you become unstoppable. (laughs) You become unshakable. The word of God says that we are to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of truth, knowing that no one, knowing that a labor, excuse me, is not in vain. So I pray that you are at peace. I decree the peace of God over you. I decree that you stay in joy. I plead the blood of Jesus over you right now. You who are listening, plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, your spirit, your soul, and your emotion. I plead the blood of Jesus against any retaliation of the enemy. And I pray that right now the Lord overwhelms you with his anointing, with his presence, with his joy. And I speak life over you. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You are precious. You are loved. Have a wonderful week on purpose. I will leave the scriptures that I referenced today in the show notes as well as instructions for seeking therapy. Feel free to let me know how this blessed you. You can email me or let me know on IG at empowered the number two serve or just email me be Wendy Bob and empowered to empower you.com. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now.